Hey guys, I just wanted to go over the rules of the TFR Holiday Giveaway before we get started with the episode. So there are two tiers for prizes for the Holiday Giveaway, and if you want to know what those prizes are, you're going to go to our Twitter page, at TFRBatPod, and if you look at the top of the page, pinned is the official TFR Holiday Giveaway post, and that will have the list of all the prizes. Now, how you enter for the Tier 1 prizes is you go to that official post I just mentioned, you're going to like, retweet, and reply to that post with a picture or a gif of your favorite version of Batman. And for the two grand prizes, what you're going to do is leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and then you're going to screenshot that, that review, and you're going to post it on Twitter and tag at TFRBatPod. Now, if you're um, a listener that doesn't have Twitter and you want to enter for the grand prizes, you can just leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, and you can send that screenshot to our email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. Now, guys, this, uh, this giveaway is unfortunately only valid for listeners in the continental United States, and the hosts are obviously not eligible to win the prizes. Uh, the winners will be announced on our Christmas episode and then posted on Twitter soon after, and you will have 10 days to claim your prize via email or DM. So guys, I hope you enjoy this episode, and I really hope a lot of you enter, because really, I'm really looking for some competition in our TFR holiday giveaway. Halloween, citizens of Gotham, and welcome to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, maybe even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I am your host, and welcome to the first of two spooky season podcasts for this show and we have an animated film to watch today a little film called the batman versus dracula we're going to be doing a commentary for this animated film and when i say we i mean myself and of course my regular co-host my partner in crime mr joe fornerado joe how are you buddy i'm doing good happy halloween everybody happy halloween sir and not only are we joined by Joe, but we have a first-time guest on the show. Uh, you know him from The Nightlight. You know him from Holy Batcast. He is, from all the way down there in Australia, Mr. Brendan Lowe. Brendan, 
Welcome to the show. Oh, glad you could fit me in this time and not stand me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for anybody who doesn't understand what he's talking about, Brendan was supposed <laughs> to be on our fandom episode, but uh, as schedules do, schedules had to shift. And unfortunately, we just couldn't get it together. So I'm I'm so glad that we've actually got you on for this episode. This is going to be a fun one. It will actually, funnily enough, I was planned to be on this episode before the fandom one. So <laughs> it's all it's all worked out well. It's fine. It has absolutely. Um, but this, like we said, this is your first time on this show. You're no stranger to Batman podcasts, obviously, but. You are new to this one. So as we ask our first timers on the show, uh, tell us a little bit about your history and connection with the character of Batman, Brendan. Okay. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard the story before, um, I've been a Batman fan since I was five. Um, I'm now 37. Uh, the year that I was five happened to be 1989. So, Batman was everywhere, and I'd never heard of the character prior to that. Uh, I was at my grandmother's house one afternoon uh, after preschool waiting for my dad to come and pick me up, and the kid shows that I usually watched, for whatever reason, that day finished early. I can't remember if it was for a political thing or a sports thing, but anyway, they finished early. So my grandmother went to the TV guide, um, to find something else for me to watch because it was going to be about 40 minutes or so till my dad came to get came to pick me up. And she's like, oh, Batman's on. And I distinctly remember saying, what's Batman? And she said, oh, your mother used to watch it. You'll like it. Uh, and she put it on, and it was obviously Batman 66. It was the Vincent Price Egghead episode. Mm. I watched I watched that, and here I am. <laughs> you know, some 30 odd years later talking to you at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a Batman podcast. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I, that's the long story. Because you've made it. You've made it. This is this yes. was the goal all along. <laughs> the peak, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about all that, but I, uh, I, I do appreciate you getting er, getting up early to join us, Brendan. That's right. I got a six month old. Who's actually six months old today. Shit, I just realized. Oh, uh, that's right. Happy um, half so, birthday. Yeah, so um, yeah, he he wakes up around quarter past five every morning. So planning it for six a.m. on a Saturday, my time is not a problem at all. Oh well, nice. Well, uh, in the interest of time, uh, this is a a longer episode because it is a commentary. So we're gonna get straight into it. So I think uh, all of us have it queued up. If you'd like to watch along with us, this movie is on HBO Max in the United States and. Where did you find it, Brendan? Uh, it's on Stan in Australia. Okay, Stan. I'm not familiar yes. with the with the service, but if you're in Australia, it's on Stan. I'm not sure so far as UK and everywhere else. I know we had a little bit of an issue before we started because Brendan has the DVD, and unfortunately, it doesn't have um, subtitles. No, and so, it's the American DVD because I got it imported from the States because it didn't come out here in Australia for ages after it was released so as as happens here yeah yes yeah. <laughs> all the time uh, <laughs> all right so we are we are all queued up we are excited to talk about this one so um we have it on not quite all zeros we're on zero zero one with the wb logo just starting to move so if you want to join us there 
I'm going to give you a three, two, one countdown. And when I say play, we will press play. Three, two, one, play. All right, we've got the WB logo and good old Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Thunder rumbling, so my subtitles. Yeah, you do have subtitles. If you've got (laughs) thunder rumbling, you got it. I must admit, like, this is very much a a Halloween staple for me. You know, I watch this every October, particularly since, you know, being part of the real fans and Scarathon. But I, I weirdly have memories like this movie ties to christmas for me because <laughs> i said how i imported it from america i ordered mm-hmm. it through the local comic shop uh where i used to live and it arrived there on the 23rd of december 2005 and the first time i had the chance i had to watch it was on christmas eve 2005 so whenever i pop this movie in i weirdly think of christmas eve Wow. So do you watch this during the, the spooky season and then watch it again for Christmas? No. No, okay. I watch it I watch it for the for the spooky season. <laughs> nice. It is a it is a great movie to watch, uh especially if you're like looking for something to watch as a family. Uh during during Halloween it's a it's a great movie to watch. Mm. Kinda kinda less of the vicious nature of some of the horror movies we watch during Scarathon. That said, like and I, I tend to forget every year, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But whenever, every year I watch this, I'm like, "Geez, I forget how like how bloody this movie actually is." Mm. Yeah, it it is. It has some. Uh, it has some darker tones you wouldn't expect in an animated film, especially for this time. Yeah, it's also got the longest opening credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I did not remember this. <laughs> but yeah, it's so, funny how like now that you have a, a child, Brendan, you're going to notice more and more what you're paying attention to when you watch things you're like oh wow i don't remember this part being here because yeah you don't think about it until you have like obviously when he's six months old it doesn't really matter what you watch with him but when he gets older you're gonna be like oh man i can't watch this with him here like or he's gonna <laughs> like question stuff but yeah this is i'm glad we're uh we got you on for this because you have a big fondness for uh the batman tv series and this was the first thing i ever saw that was connected to that TV show. I don't know uh, what the story is for you guys. I I'm assuming Brendan, you watched the show first, Eric, did you watch the show first or did you watch this first? I watched the show first, I believe, but my memory's a little fuzzy on it. Um, I do remember, you know what? Yeah, I did watch the show first because I remember, um, being really enthralled by the by the animation style because if you remember um, the Jackie Chan adventures, mm-hmm. I do this, remember that. this animation style is almost the exact same. Okay, so I remember that, but um, two thousand. I don't remember watching it episode by episode because two thousand five. I would have been in high school, and it probably just wasn't something I was doing at the time. But what what about you, Brendan? Because well, I, I know you, you, you are a uh, huge proponent for the Batman series. It's yeah, it's my second favorite animated series behind BTAS. Um, I I actually got introduced to this show through my younger brother, um, because he's ten years younger than me. So when this came out in two thousand and five, um, he was eleven, 
um, and I was 21. So mm. this was kind of his Batman the Animated Series, and it would air on Cartoon Network over here on a Friday afternoon weekly. Um, and weirdly tying back to my grandmother, um, we didn't have cable at the mm. time um, at my place, but my grandparents did. So every Friday afternoon after school, um, Ash, my brother, would go to my grandparents' house and tape the epi- like the episodes. Um, and then I'd sometimes watch them on the Friday night with him when he came home. But I really kind of got into it when they were released on DVD season by season. And we, I'd get them from overseas for my brother because he loved the show. And then I would watch it. I'd sort of binge watch the seasons um, on DVD and I'd, I'd loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And as each season goes on, I think it just gets better and better. Like I think it was kind of dismissed early on. Like a lot of people um, didn't like sort of, the animation style, um, didn't like some of the character designs. I know the Joker's a, a sticking point for a lot of people. Um, I mean, I get it. it. It was a very drastically different Joker to what we'd seen before at that point in live action and animation. This is obviously pre-Heath Ledger and everything. Because, uh, yeah, this came out in 2005 when Batman Begins came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But, yeah, I, I just I kind of fell in love with it from from watching the the seasons that speaking of the joker um yep. the seasons on dvd and i yeah i i rewatched it from beginning to end a couple of years ago and it's it holds up i reckon it's fantastic it is it, it does its own thing i'll say that um it is it is definitely a different take especially if if you're a diehard um, batman the animated series uh lover and you grew up with that it, it is different but i don't think that's a bad thing and I, I'm one of the few. I actually really like this Joker. Yeah, so I, that, I, I mean, the aesthetic's different, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, the voice work and stuff. Like he's very much the Joker. He is. Yeah. Is it um Kevin Michael Richardson is the voice? Yeah. Yeah, he's excellent as the Joker. I I love his Joker voice. And yeah, I was one of the people that didn't. Um, I did not watch this at all when it came out. I was just getting out of high school. So it was definitely not on my radar. And one thing I've noticed so far with this, with the penguin thing, like that was probably the most action we've ever seen the penguin get in anything. He had like a, like a whole like ninja, you know, fight style to him there. He's penguins very physical in this series. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a lot of really cool imagery to start this movie though, with with the Batman. Like he was on the rooftop before, and just him coming out of the shadows there is really cool. But yeah, I I didn't catch this show until a couple of years ago. I watched it on DC universe, I think for the first time, or maybe was it on Netflix? I think here. I'm trying mm. to remember where I watched it. I do know it was on DC universe, but I can't remember if it was on Netflix or not. Yeah. I that. can't remember. I, I feel like it might've been on Netflix and then it left and I missed it. And then I caught it when it got to DC universe to finish it. Um, but I, I really did enjoy watching it. It, it, this was the, my gateway to it though, because I really did like this film. I think when Holy Batcast did an episode on this, or he at least discussed the film, um, and basically, you know, Andy recommended it. And I don't remember if you were, um, you were probably a part of that too, Brendan, because you always I, talk so highly no, on the I show. I don't think I was. I think this is the first time I've actually reviewed this movie. 
Oh, really? So, yeah. And I mean, you've obviously talked about it before, um, just in, you know, casual discussions, uh, just talking about the series, too. And then I think Andy recommended the movie. I don't even remember if it was when he did an episode on the film. It was just he spoke so highly of the film and said, you know, give it a shot, even if you've never seen the show. And that's what got me into it. But there's the movie's great. Like, I I know we're kind of just talking about, you know broad strokes with the the show and everything but i mean this film starts right off with an action sequence with just joker and penguin and we haven't even gotten into the dracula stuff yet it's a great like we always talk about how movies should start this way like Mm -hmm. have a prologue before the like almost like you know again brendan with the bond stuff like have a prologue that just kicks off the action and before you get into the actual story and this does tie into the story but it's a good way to get the Joker and Penguin introduced to get you get you hooked early. Yeah, because it gives you, you know, the recognizable villains before you bring in Dracula. And it's still like I remember when I first heard about this movie, I think it was actually looking through, um, you know, the previews magazine at the comic shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking through that and saw the ad for this Batman versus Dracula. And that's why I ordered it through the comic shop. But even then I was just like, a Batman and Dracula animated movie? Like, what the hell is this going to be? Like, I think <laughs> even if I hadn't watched the cut, like, the series to that point, um, so I was obviously familiar with it, but even if I wasn't, I reckon I would have ordered it just out of sheer curiosity. <laughs> like, what is this going to be? And now, how are they going to make it work? But they do. Now, Brendan, have you ever, had you ever read Red Rain before you saw this movie? No. Still have Okay. Really? No. <laughs> Mm. Well, if you enjoy this, I highly, I highly recommend it. I'll have to look it up on Comixology. Um, but yeah, I, I think to Joe's point that he just made a few minutes ago, um, this is a great movie just by itself. I mean, even if, you, even if you're not invested in the show, I don't think you have to be for this movie to work for you. Like, no, it, it, works does, as a, it really works as a standalone. It really it does. does. Yeah. But I love the whole setup of... Uh, the Joker and Riddler trying to trying to get to this graveyard because of course you want to set it the opening in a graveyard for a, a nice mm. ha- Halloweeny movie. Because yeah, the Penguin heard someone saying in prison how they'd stashed all this money in a graveyard, and that's what he's there to find. And instead, he's found this coffin, and of mm-hmm. course now he's bleeding, and the drop of blood is landing on the corpse. Which is a, I mean, again for a for an animated film for a younger audience, quote unquote, I mean, that image of the dried up Dracula, uh, for want of a better term, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty graphic and spooky. Oh yeah. And even blood was a very controversial thing for kids stuff. I mean, they, they had to really fight to find ways to show blood on BTAS. I remember. Well, I, uh, did they ever show blood in the actual the Batman series, or was this just was this a rarity for them because it is an animated film and not a and not the TV series? Probably so, a film, and this is PG, right? Not G. I would assume this is PG. Ooh, that's a good question. You know, it's funny I, you say that because I'm literally looking up to see what is rated here in Australia because I can't remember. And you you guys have much more specific ratings than we do. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, like for us, like we have the three, I mean, really four with G, PG, PG 13, and R. 
nothing is rated G anymore for the most part. <laughs> yeah, so we have we have G, PG, M, fifteen plus, which is essentially anyone can see it, but it's recommended for you know parental guidance for anyone under the age of fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's MA, which is restricted to people fifteen or over. Um, and then R, so R, which is restricted to people eighteen or over. Yeah, I was hearing you discuss that with uh, Andy on your uh, your Halloween ranking show. Yeah, it's 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 yeah very specific, which is cool. So essentially, your R is equal to our MA hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Well, we do have the dreaded NC seventeen, but that that hardly ever gets applied to any films. So. And that that'd be kind of our R, where it's restricted, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like a, a lot of a lot of movie theaters won't even take NC seventeen films. Okay, wow. I just had a look. Yeah, it's rated PG here, so parental guidance yeah. recommended. Mm-hmm. And this was the Joker being electrocuted. The first time I saw this was like, what? Did they just kill off the Joker? <laughs> Pretty graphic, like. Again, the visual, I guess not so much, but this is not that we can hear it, but I remember the sound is very visceral. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no mistaking what's happening. And, and the then, penguin getting you know, chased around by a corpse. <laughs> well, I, I love even the start. I know we talked so much over it um, in the intro, but just the, the beginning is such a perfect Joker intro, too, where, uh, you know, Penguin's talking about the plan and to the other cellmate, and the, cell, and the cellmate, like, spills the beans that he told the Joker, and the Penguin's like... Oh, you told him. And then that's like yeah. such a great intro to the Joker because it's like, oh, no, you don't tell him anything. Like, don't let him get in. Of course, he ruins the plan. His security guard's not long for this world. <laughs> security guards in animated series, is, like series, never last very long. No, if you're a security guard in a, well, movies too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're done for. But yeah, see, this see, is where, like, this is a lot more violent than I remember. And, like, I'm like, I don't know if I could put this on with my daughter because she's so sensitive with everything. She'll be like, oh, mm. what's, what, what happened to him? And, like, how do you explain that? <laughs> He's sleeping. He's sleeping. He's fine. Well, yeah, because I even remember, like, when they, when they broached the subject of, like, Morbius in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, they had to change it to where he was, like, he sucked plasma through these little things in his hands because <laughs> they, they couldn't do fangs and, and biting necks and stuff like that. So, yeah, when you see it in animation, it's kind of jarring. It's <laughs> like Penguin's line there. When the security guard got up, he's like, ah, uh, <laughs> dead guys don't do that. <laughs> you said, I need to unwet my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great you know, humor too in this. I like this design for for the corpse Dracula. Mm. It's it's one of those things too. If you watch a couple of episodes, the the character designs, um, they you know they tend to grow in you. Like, it, ironically enough, I know another one that caused a bit of um, fracas was the Riddler design in this series because mm. it's got a very Marilyn Manson esque, um, but it's cool. Like in the show, it, it works and the characterization's right. So, 
Yeah, that's that's probably um, the Riddler and Bane are probably from a design aesthetic, probably my least favorite mm-hmm. in the show. Bane look like Bane is very red. Oh yeah, I do kind of remember that. And and but you're right though, Brendan. The, all the aesthetics for this show, they kind of just they're jarring when you see them on paper. And I think that's what deterred me from the show at the beginning. I, you know, like I said, I was, I was, you know, 18, 19 years old and I was kind of, I wasn't going to search out this show. And then when I saw the designs and you see like, ah, like that doesn't look like it's something for me, which is a shame because once I started watching the show, the designs, you don't even pay attention to them anymore. You just Mm -hmm. see the character. It's almost like you're blind to the designs. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say I love the designs, but it just becomes secondhand. I, I don't care about the designs because the characterizations are so good and, and everything else is really entertaining. Yeah. We just had a scene too with Alistair Duncan doing Alfred, who's voicing him again in The Long the Halloween. Long Halloween. Yep. He's a great Alfred voice. Now, this this portion right here, the backstory of how Dracula ended up in Gotham, I I really like this. Yeah, and I love the way they do it, too. Like, mm-hmm. instead of the stop motion, you know, mm-hmm. just still still images. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was a budgetary thing. I think it's more a narrative thing. I think yeah, so. It is a stylistic, because I don't think, it could, you know, it's such a short scene, but it it definitely works. I haven't mentioned too that it's um, Peter Stormare doing the voice of Dracula too. Yeah, that's a good point because it, when I think Peter Stormare, I think the compies in um, the Lost World Jurassic Park. So. Oh, that's who yes, that is. <laughs> yes. And actually, this is the only time that I can ever recall Vicky Vale being in animation. Mm-hmm. Oh, she wasn't in the series, in the animated series, oh, I, was she? I forgot she wasn't in the series. No, yeah, she wasn't in the series. She wasn't in the animated series. Um, this is the only, this and Batman 89, to my knowledge, the only media, um, you know, other than comics, that has Vicky Vale in it. And the Arkham games did Vicky Vale. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And of the, course, that's it's... the most modern thing that I remember of her being, like, a big mm-hmm. part. And of course, it's Tara, Tara Strong Tara voicing Strong. Vicky yep. Vale. <laughs> I mean, she has to be in 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 it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, and I, and I know that uh, he's gotten a little more love recently, but I think Reno Romano is very underrated as a Batman. I mean, he had That's the cool. he had the difficult task of following Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why he got a little overshadowed, but I thought he was great. I, yeah, I think he's fantastic. And it's funny we're mentioning the designs. Um, the, the actual design of Batman is is the one that's the least different. Like, he, it actually is very reminiscent of Batman the Animated Series. They didn't change him up too much. Yeah, he's more slender. But other than that, it's not like – because, you know, that we have that image of Batman being barrel-chested in the Animated Series. So he is slimmer, but so far as the look of the suit and everything, yeah, it's pretty close. Mm. Like same color scheme, it's pretty much just like the the cow's a bit different and different the different logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cow's a little more rounded, I'd say. Yeah, shorter ears. 
his nose always looked a bit wonky. Looks like it. Well, it probably has been broken a few times, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love the relationship with him and Alfred in this show. Like this, this version of the 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 world too. That's usually there's usually a bit of a bit quippy in there as well. Yeah, Alastair Duncan is a great Alfred, and I love I love the the quippiness of he brought to the role. Mm. Soon as I heard Alfred talk in the long Halloween, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> "He's back!" That's a cool shot. Batman crouched yep. under the gargoyle. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with that with that imagery. Seeing that like this, this, this poor girl walking through the Gotham streets. I mean, that's creepy anyway. But then you put the subject matter of this movie in there. And yeah, this is this is pretty spooky. And this looks like right out of Batman Begins. This um, that whole shot underneath the the railway and everything. This looks very much like Batman Begins. Up until now. Yeah, his uh, security <laughs> guard friend again. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, this woman though, like I. I don't know why people still walk the streets of Gotham at night <laughs> in the dark. Like she can't be surprised. She just got mugged. Well, I mean, you know, people walk the streets of New York in the eighties. So <laughs> it's not completely unrealistic. Like the look of the, the people once they've been turned as well. Like it's pretty full on for a kid's cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, what the hell? I love Batman's reactions like in any media when he's first confronting something, you know, whether it be magic or anything a little supernatural. It's so cool to see like, all right, what this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> well, and I, I love the little it was subtle, but the little um, point they showed there where his go- his glove had broken on this vampire's face. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were there there were rips at the knuckles, and Batman even looked at his knuckles because that doesn't yeah. usually happen. He's out of there. <laughs> He's oh, like, I need, need to get Superman in for this one. <laughs> <laughs> he does eventually show up. Not in the, this movie. Not in the, in the movie series. Yeah. Yeah, the final season is the like the Justice League kind of stuff, right? Pretty much, yeah. It does, and that was another thing that I think pissed some people off is it it does things a little differently, in that it introduced Barbara and Batgirl before yes. Robin. And that was which, a rights issue, though, which is it's terrible that people blame the show for that. And I didn't have a problem with it, even knowing why, or even if you don't know why, but. It's still like, who cares? Like, it, it's fine to do things a little different. I know some people just don't like change in that regard, but it was. And then when you do finally get Robin, it was really cool to see all of them. Oh, together. and it it's done really well, yep. really well. Yeah. When you when this show gets to the point, I think it's season three where it's Batman, Robin, and Batgirl. It's definitely worth your time. Mm-hmm. And Ke- um, Kevin Conroy voices John Grayson too. Mm-hmm. In the episode that introduces Dick, <laughs> more Alfred quips there. 
<laughs> but I love the progression they've showed already with Dracula. How he's he's starting to to gain kind of a horde, but uh-huh. he's are he's already starting to morph from that corpse-like look. <laughs> Alfred before one urban legend becomes obsessed with another. <laughs> With the oh, ravished this... Vicky Vale. <laughs> Alfred's always trying to get Bruce to, to have a relationship. That's nothing he's the... new. <laughs> he's Alfred is one hell of a wingman. Well, it's you know what, it's his father trying to, you know, hope that his his son finds love. And I yeah. I've always loved that part. Sometimes sometimes it's a little bit too focused on Bruce getting laid though, which is a bit creepy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Batman 89 aside, it's usually done (laughs) respectfully. (laughs) Now we've got Dracula, fully formed. And and once again, this is, I mean, the design work here is great, because I mean, he doesn't look like Bela Lugosi, but we've had so many translations of Dracula over the years. He's a good-looking Dracula. He is. Which is, actually, I just realized the last thing I watched last night <laughs> was the latest episode of What We Do in the Shadows. So this, this is kind of a bit of a, a different take to, to vampires to what I've just recently watched. I'm going to have to watch this show. I keep hearing about it. Oh, dude, it is amazing. It's so it's funny. So Even good. if you haven't watched the movie, just watch it. It actually came up on another thing me and Eric just recorded that might come out in different order. But uh, I love the show, too. I'm like two episodes behind now. But I love that show so much. Yeah, I'm I'm up to date because <laughs> it actually does air week to week on binge over here, which is fantastic. Now, this Wayne Manor, what do you guys think of of the look of this Wayne Manor? Because it's it's very different from the normal aesthetic. <sighs> to me, like with most things with this show, it it's reminiscent of Batman the Animated Series, but just with that different spin on it if that makes sense like it's not too far removed from from other versions of the manor it's just designed to fit in with this show yeah it kind of looks like a skyscraper almost mm-hmm. it looks like, like a, a ball straight room. up like the well, inside yeah right this part looks like a ballroom which is pretty cool and that kind of reminds me again of batman begins mm-hmm. the party yeah <laughs> i love it how the the guy was like so to alfred chill and he's like Caviar chills. <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth, the serving captain, does not. Little Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, Henry. <laughs> Alucard. I love that. I think, um, I if I remember correctly, that's something that. Andy kind of took a shot at when they talked about this movie on oh, Holy probably. Batcast. Probably. But I'll, I, I'll knit, I'll picky Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like it. I mean, it's, I don't know how clever it is, but it's one of those things when you see it, you're like, oh, I get it. So, and I'll be honest, I probably didn't get it when I first saw it. And I was an adult. Kids definitely probably think it's like this genius thing, but I, I yeah. didn't catch it. I can say it's like it's like their red rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I actually quite above. like when, how I, how he figures it out, like which we'll see very soon with the the mirror and stuff. Like, yeah, I I like it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you say red rum, not to throw my poor wife under the bus. She never knew red rum was murder spelled backwards. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like some, sometimes the subtle things, you know, even if it's obvious, like some people just they go with it. it, it you don't have to go out of your way to be complex sometimes. <laughs> now, the, I will say the the new piece of Wayne Technologies equipment that they're showcasing here that's a solar energy MacGuffin thing it's it's kind of convenient convenient. yeah (laughs) it's very convenient yeah it's like the microwave emitter from begins it's like the telescope in batman and robin that you know it's there's always the new invention that just happens to be you know sometimes the petard for the for the villain it's a convenient plot device (laughs) yeah like how he like Dracula got stuck into the beef tartare as well. Mm-hmm. He's a very creepy Dracula. He is. They didn't go. Uh, I mean, they went straight creepy. They didn't go with the kind of suave. You know, everybody. Everybody wants to be around this guy. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure if I was in the room with that guy, but like, he's a creep. I mean, he yeah, looks or... like Dracula when he's not trying to look like Dracula. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, he's not doing a good job of hiding the creepiness. No, I like Bruce and Vicky tried to excuse themselves from him before because he was so creepy. Dracula wants to take Bruce down. I do like that this too. How they do like the kind of like the X-ray vision, mm-hmm. where Dracula can just see the the pumping hearts of his victims. Yeah, that is cool. Kind of reminds me of um, Predator. Yeah. Thankfully, Alfred just snapped Bruce out of his little trance. I kind of, I, I kind of wish they just they just showed uh, Dracula kind of crawling up the wall of Wayne Manor. That would have been a nice little callback. Oh, this poor guy. Oh, yeah, he's down for. But they go, um, they just showed us a few minutes right before the party scene here. Uh, as I was saying earlier, the hordes that Dracula's gathered, I mean, he started with three, and you saw how they were just crawling everywhere. Yeah. But even that, like, there was a jump scare in there just a second ago, too, mm-hmm. which is pretty full on. I don't love Alfred. Circulate. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, him in the. Is it rises when he's when he's kind of chastising the, oh, the wait yeah. staff? Yeah. Getting a rise. Nothing in the mirror. <laughs> They really did get all the the vampire tropes in here, didn't they? <laughs> kind of has a Rise Out Ghoul look to him. Yeah, he does. Was Roz in the show? I can't remember. Mm, no. That would have been cool if they kind of played with that in this, or if they made like Dracula their version of Rise Out Ghoul. Oh, like the the immortality play? Yeah. 
I think this is the part where he. Mm-hmm. The mirror, he had no reflection. Yeah. This is when he finds out the Alucard thing, right? Yeah. Or is that? Yeah, it's here. Yeah. But he wrote the C backwards, which, like, the fact he writes the letters backwards. Mm hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, <laughs> I loved uh, Alfred's surprised look behind him when he flipped it around. <laughs> it's um, it's funny too because back when this came out, like this was well before I sort of, you know, real fans and everything. So I I hadn't watched a lot of horror movies aside from you know the the slash ninety slashes and stuff. So this mm -hmm. was kind of the first Dracula movie I ever saw. Really? Yeah, I'd never me seen me a Dracula too. movie before this. Yeah, probably me too. I I hadn't seen a lot of vampire movies in general before this. Hmm. Yeah, same. I'm assuming you've seen more now. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I watched a lot this year because um, I I got into the underworld films because of your recommendation. You were doing your whole Year of the Vamp, which somehow tied into Batman pretty easily for you. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I mean, this and Red Rain kind of inspired the the vampire watching this year. So oh, okay. it fits right in. The other way. <laughs> Have you guys added, like, posted in real fans that this you were, you were watching this for your Scarathon? Because it'd be did. funny, like, they'll see all three of us <laughs> watching it at the same time. <laughs> I always forget to post what I'm watching in there. And my my number is so uh, probably disappointing for everybody. So it's like you know when, <laughs> when guy, we can't all be guy bills, can we? Seven, yeah. Like <laughs> I'm probably at like fifteen. <laughs> this was forty-seven for me. The old flip phone. <laughs> oh, that's a little bit of of dating, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that was even early for flip phones 2005 yeah. the thing that's funny with this show compared to say batman the animated series um the guns and stuff in this this series are more fantastical like they don't look like real guns they kind of shoot the laser beams like your your typical you know guns in cartoons trope mm-hmm So always a crazy homeless guy too. <laughs> oh God, I can't remember the guy's name now, but it's the it's the uh, it's the trope from from the first Friday the Thirteenth. You're all doomed. <laughs> There's a lot of brooding in this show too, Bruce. A lot of oh, serious well. faces. Well, as Batman does. Yeah. Penguins is familiar. Yeah, he's kind of the um <laughs> Joe gets it. That, that's a little bit <laughs> the shadows reference. <laughs> oh, that went over my head. Not quite the same relationship as the guys in what we do no. in Chat. Plasma screen. That's date. There you go. That's dated. <laughs> <laughs> but it, obviously, they used 
the plasma, quote unquote, for yeah. Irony. Penguin. Nice jugulars. <laughs> nice jugulars. <laughs> oh man. So this is a nice touch though, because this is kind of making Vicky Vale the Mina Harker of the story. Yeah. yeah. And Dracula often has has a, a female obsession. Like there's one there's one that catches his eye and he's wildly attracted so that's it's a nice uh it's a nice callback to after giving batman garlic like coating all his batarangs and yeah garlic. i wonder too with my stomach issues my ibs and everything that might be part vampire because i can't go anywhere near garlic anymore hmm that's unfortunate Yep. <laughs> so the the cemetery there was extremely gothic. So this, yeah. Once I know we've said it a lot, but this is a great time of year to watch this movie. Oh yeah. It's one of those things where, like, it's a perfect Halloween movie. They, it's like they don't want to set these at Halloween for some reason, though. Like, do they feel like that would be too cheesy to set it at Halloween? Mm-hmm. Or they don't want to <sighs> it to watching it at one time? But I, I don't know. Like, it wouldn't be hard. You know, that's funny. I was just saying about the guns. I don't know if it's different for the movie because that looked like bullets they were shooting. Yeah, it did. But I know. I know. In the in the cartoon itself, like it is kind of more the laser style. Now I do like I do like this where you know people are being attacked from a quote unquote like a bat like creature so of course the police they go force. to Batman yeah yeah and this is also pre Gordon because Gordon's not in the first one or two seasons either I actually was meaning to ask you that because I watched Grundy's Night um, the other day mm-hmm. and I don't think Gordon's in that episode I I couldn't remember if Gordon shows up in the series or not. I think I don't quote me on this because I haven't watched them for ages, but I think he might show up towards the end of season two, and then at season three brings in Barbara. Mm, that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, yeah, because he has to show up obviously for Barbara. I didn't even think of that, but yeah, because I I watched one of the earlier episodes and I was like, oh wow, like I forgot, you know, they went with the other detective, um, the female, for the main, you know, cop persona, Montoya. It's not Montoya, is it? Oh, is no, it, it's... Is it Yin? It's yes. Yin. Yen. That's right. It's Yen. Yen, uh, Ellen Yin. And not to okay. spoil anything, but her partner, like the two main cops, the male part um, actually becomes a Batman villain. Um, and we see the transformation over quite some time, too. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of the first season, isn't it? Yeah, and it's because they couldn't, um, because of Nolan, they weren't allowed to use Two-Face because Nolan thought he might want to use him in a later movie. So again, with DC and Warner Brothers back then with the whole brand confusion thing, they weren't allowed to use Um, Mm Two-Face. 
they were allowed to use the Joker because it's the Joker. Like you can't have a Batman animated series without the Joker. And I think that might be why the style was so extreme. Um, but yeah, Nolan had a lot to do with what characters, not personally, um, of what characters could and couldn't be used in this series. Well, that's why they couldn't use Robin was because Teen Titans was going on. Mm. Yes. Which like, it's so crazy to think like even with the animated animated shows they didn't want two robins on tv at the same time now i love that that line that dracula had right there with his first meeting with batman <laughs> dripping with garlic um but <laughs> when he when he said when they first met he said oh so the folk tales are true there's another bat in gotham and that's so that's such a switch that it's dracula saying all oh, the folk tales are true mm. How many batarangs was Batman packing, by the way? A lot. <laughs> Just threw like 50 of them. I do like how they've what they've done with Dracula's cape in this too, because it makes him look more bat-like as well. Mm-hmm. It's cool, the chase scene in silhouette. It is great. Yeah, this is a great scene. The way Dracula moves in this scene is really cool. How he just kind of floats. Yeah, he was like hopping before. <laughs> he cannot outbat me. <laughs> yeah, his his cloak is uh is pretty creepy. Oh, Batman just took a hard landing. Oh, that's creepy. Dracula mm-hmm. just floating down the side of the building. Yeah. Join my Legion of the Undead. Cool line. It's funny with the subtitles on there. Lots of um, hisses. I feel like the uh, I feel like the violence is definitely dialed up for for the movie. Oh, it definitely is. Well, Mask of the Phantasm was the same way. Mm-hmm with Batman the Animated Series, because they they get that PG rating. You could do a lot more with the PG rating than with the censors for the TV shows. Cool. Saved by the sun. The way he escaped in the shadow there was was awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Look at that. No, it's just fading yeah. away. Until maggots feed upon your flesh. That is, that's pretty hardcore. For it is. <laughs> Very full on. It's a cool looking back cave. It is. Actually, it's funny. I mentioned before watching this for the first time on Christmas Eve 2005. That night after my younger brother went to bed, um, I sat up setting up the back cave playset from this series because <laughs> that's what he got for Christmas that year. Hmm. It's I don't a, remember many of the toys from this. I don't know. I, I remember all, because that's, again, with, I said with my brother being his age, this was sort of his Batman the Animated Series, so he had all the toys. It's so interesting because it is like, I could never get my younger brother, he's 10 years younger than me, I could oh, never wow. get him, I could never get him into Batman until much, much later. 
Like I think it was the Nolan movies when when I finally got him, or or actually the Dark Knight Rises is when I finally got him into Batman. Oh wow! Not even begins. No, and he, uh, I mean, he watched them and and liked them, but it just wasn't his thing at this time. And I was really trying to get him to watch specifically like this show at the time. See, that's creepy. Oh that yeah, Batman. that's creepy. Yeah. And then just a ton of blood. Mm-hmm. But his thing, I, I think this was around the same time as, and Joe will know better than me on this, this was around the same time as one of the Ninja Turtles animated shows. Yeah, the 2003 one. Yes, he loved that, but wanted nothing to do with Batman at the time. Again, see, that was my brother's introduction to the Turtles, too. <laughs> that is the most oh, nice. underrated Ninja Turtles uh, property that... Oh, it's great. It it's is really so good. good. Vigilante or villain? It's very clever. I mean, there's there's obvious parallels between Dracula and Batman. So, oh, for sure. But you know, it's funny you say that you couldn't get your younger brother in to Batman until Rises. Um, I mean, I think my brother sort of got into Batman. I think he started watching some of my old videos like the year before this came out. Um, mm-hmm. But in 2005, with, with Batman Begins coming out, um, which got me back into Batman hardcore, and then this animated series, that sort of the writing was on the wall for Ash. Like, <laughs> mm. he, he got into it pretty hardcore for a while. Then he got older and got into cars. But he still likes Batman and DC stuff. And this is when we find out here that the Joker survived his uh, electrocution. That very calls him Pengi. Mm-hmm. We'll throw it back to the sixties. But surviving to come after Penguin doesn't work out too well for the Joker. No, because he still thinks that it's um the gold or whatever it was, sort of the. Mm-hmm. Very Joker and Penguin. You had a trick umbrella versus a. Uh, it does big boxing glove. <laughs> it does make you wonder what that other inmate knew. Yeah. What did he think was in here? That's <laughs> <laughs> one. Creepy. <laughs> Bad, fresh squeeze. <laughs> There's a lot of good one-liners in this movie. The penguin yeah. has a lot of good humor in this. Mm-hmm. But I now, mean, the writers and stuff for this must have had a field day because it's just like, not only do we get to do Batman versus Dracula, but we get to do Vampire Joker, mm-hmm. which is an extremely terrifying-looking Joker. Yeah. Oh, from memory, this is really... Oh, no, it might be coming up. But the Joker in the Blood Bank, I think, was, um, from memory, quite creepy as well. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you know, sometimes when they when they get a bigger budget for a film version of a TV series, you know... Look at, I mean, look at this. Joker yeah, this just, is... Like, drinking liters of blood. Yeah. And I, I reckon the way this mm-hmm. scene's coloured... Is I reckon it's the only way they got away with it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. 
like the meant to be less sort of like the fluoro lighting, I guess, gives it everything that green tinge. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a um, do you think there's a elevation in the quality of the animation for the movie over the series? I don't think so. Like it, it, it like I remember the first time I saw Mask of the Phantasm. I'm like, even as a kid, I'm like, well, this looks a little better, a little more polished than mm-hmm. the, the TV show. But I, to, from memory, no. Like this, just it, it, it just feels like an episode, but a really long, slightly more dark and violent one. Right. Yeah. I, I guess that the. the that was my point. I don't see, I mean, which the, the animation in the television series is great, but it's not like the, it's not like they elevated it here or it doesn't appear as if they had a higher budget for the film. Cause that's the, that's the inkling I get sometimes watching a movie of an animated show. And I don't remember how the marketing was for this. I know it was just straight to DVD, but I don't remember if it was really like, pushed marketing wise or did it air on tv at all do you remember any of that brendan no i well again i had to order it from overseas (laughs) and it was one of those things like it just sort of randomly came out you know on dvd over here for sort of no real rhyme or reason it just got released i might have even been like a year or two later so it was released on DVD on October 18th, 2005, and then it made its television debut on Cartoon Network on the 22nd of 2005. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. So, see, I don't know if, if it aired over here around that time. I don't Ooh, know. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Just smashing through the vials of blood. Well, the Joker <laughs> behind those. And this is creepy. Shells. You've got this to be right the with part. the color. Yeah, this is yeah, definitely it's just coloring. Blood. Yeah. If this was all red, there is no way they would have gotten away with it. It's like Joker's on the ground just like slurping up blood. Yeah, if they'd have done like full color, this would have been... This might have got an R. <laughs> At least PG-13. Yeah, with animation, they could probably get away with PG-13. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes with the heavy blood, I mean, even without the language, I think something like the Mortal Kombat animated films would be R. They are pretty full on. Yes. That's That's right. Joker ends up being a prisoner for most of the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Batman, even as a... Yeah, even as a uh, as a member of the undead, Batman won't put him down. Because <laughs> we're we're more than halfway through the movie. I mean, it's there's only a half hour left. Um, it it moves at a pretty quick pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's not. It, I don't think there are any moments in the movie where it's slow. Mm-hmm. It's a cool looking back cave. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how those poles work, but <laughs> that's I do theory. like how they do it. It's kind of like a nod to the '60s show as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the bat poles are a part of it. And I really, 
I really like the detective forensic scientist Batman. Just about to say, yeah, Batman doing detective work. I like the coloring too, like how the nights there's lots of reds and purples and. Mm. But again, it was kind of a, a trope of animation at the time. It it was, but it definitely adds to the atmosphere of this movie. The, actually, the, a lot of the, the way this is animated kind of reminds me of the sort of the late '90s stuff, like the um, the Men in Black cartoon and the Godzilla animated series, and even like go um, oh, what was the the Ghostbusters animated series from back then? What was that you know, called? The that the real Ghostbusters? Uh, like Extreme Ghostbusters or something? Oh like, yes, yes, I think it was Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, like it's very Ooh. much that kind of style. I don't remember that one at all. Oh, really? It was pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the shows he's talking about, but man, did that just take me back to remembering like those commercials of like Men in Black. <laughs> I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Show. Oh, and here's the uh, convenient solar generator. <laughs> yeah. We knew that was coming back into play. It's a lot of work to see what this blood's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in that part of Gotham, dude? Like, you, you think if you live there, you would know what alleys yeah. you do and don't go down. I like in this show... It's just something a little bit, whenever Batman's standing still, the way his cape sort of like, I guess, pools at his feet, like it, it always looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And Batman always looks really good when he like envelops himself in the cape, and they do that a lot in this in this oh, uh, yeah. series and the movie. I just love when it's just over his shoulders, like oh, right there, there's a perfect shot of it just being right over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giving a great silhouette. Now this is this is a much, and I hate to say this because I know people get worked up about it, but uh, this is kind of a younger Batman, isn't it, Brendan? Yes. Yeah. Well, because it came out with Batman Begins, they were kind of trying mm-hmm. to, to parallel that. Like, it's it's definitely, it's early in his, like, season one, like, it's very early in his career. Like, you know, the cops and stuff are still trying to arrest him, and he's not working sort of in tandem with them at the time. But from memory, it's, in terms of Batman and his technology, he's fully established. Like, he's not figuring things out. Right. Um, everything works. It's just that it's just, it's it's early days. Right. It's funny how different the takes are because, I mean, obviously we know that the the new movie will be, the Batman will be early in his career, but he's at a point in that where he is, I'm assuming he is figuring things out, but he's already got the cops on his side. Mm. So it's, it's just neat to see how different, how different the takes are. Jake is just chowing down on a cockroach. Yeah, I gross. just remembered what 
Batman does to help Joker. Oh, I honestly can't remember it, so don't say it yet. <laughs> it's funny because I just watched this last year. Yeah, I yeah, watch it every year, and I still don't remember every little detail. But I love the climax of how, you know, like when Batman just gets packing with that, <laughs> with the weapon that he uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember <laughs> all that. I remember how the movie ends, but I can't remember how he helps Joker. See, like he's skipping out on Vicky. Oh, that's, yeah, very established Batman trope. Yeah, but I think we're about to see. Yep, there you go. This is why he's skipping out on Vicky. Oh, you're right. I forgot about this. Yeah, like Batman literally gives blood to the Joker to because he's, you know, he's, he's being tortured at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Which is... Also, I mean, withdrawal, even though they don't come out and call it that, that's a pretty dark subject for an, for an animated movie. I mean, even though it's not necessarily like drugs or something like that, it, it, I mean. But I, I give them credit for making this film and using, uh, I guess, lack of a better term, subtleties or just different ways of doing it to keep it pg so Mm -hmm. yes it does have a lot of creepy imagery and like that (laughs) yes it implies a lot while still showing a lot they still were able to make this pg if this was made by today's people this would have been r without even trying oh yeah if they did this in the like the world of the animated movies we get yeah this would be this would be full on. This would be an MA release over here for sure. Because I I look at some of those releases and it's like, all right, like Long Halloween. I love the Long Halloween. They didn't have to make the second part part um, rated R. Uh, when you go back and you watch Flashpoint Paradox, go back and watch that. It is very bloody and very violent, and that still kept the PG thirteen. So I always use that one as the example of if you can make Flashpoint Paradox PG-13 and still be pretty faithful, you can pretty much make anything PG-13 if you wanted to. Well, this era of DC animated films, they were extremely good at um, showing restraint, but also not playing down to a younger audience. Like They, didn't they showed need... restraint, but they pushed the envelope too. Mm-hmm. Again, like Batman's just given a whole bag of blood to the Joker. So Batman's losing a lot of blood to keep his arch enemy alive. <laughs> Which is, it tracks with who Batman is. Yeah. Oh, we've got a killer. That one, that one worked. I, I do like though that they did, Batman didn't instantly come up with the cure. It was something no, that it was trial and, error. trial and error. Yeah, yeah. And they showed through flashes of what's happening in the streets of Gotham uh, the consequences of how long it's taking Batman to figure this out. Well, it's and definitely not something he's ever dealt with before. Right. This reminds me though. The fact that he does find a cure to turn the vampires back, that is kind of a ratings loophole. 
because they're not actually dead. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. And re- do you remember on the animated series, they weren't allowed to say dead or killed. They had to say like destroyed. Or, like there were a lot of weird things on the, um, on the TV sensor side. Lots of moaning. Like if there's a car <laughs> crash and someone falls, you mm-hmm. know, 20 yeah. stories, there's always the, <laughs> just to show that they're alive. They're fine. They're fine. <laughs> Zack Snyder needs to go in and put an edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just blood smears everywhere. <laughs> I guess that's another perfect example. Like even something like BVS, you know, just blood smears and stuff on the wall can make such a difference to a rating. Yeah. Or look at the Dark Knight. All they have to do is say, you're you're lucky nobody was killed. And everyone just believes it. Like, there's no yeah. way killed. But that's See, the agent. I agree with Dracula right here. You of all people, Vicky Vale, should know better than to yep. be out at I mean, she is an investigative journalist. She's seen everything that's going on in Gotham and she's still walking around at night. So yeah, th- this is on Vicky. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Victim shaming. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I like before, too, how genuinely upset Bruce was when he realized he'd missed his date with Vicky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because usually it's it's like Bat, uh, Bruce's personal life is not something he's really bothered about either way. It's yeah. all about the mission normally. I love these things. I, I think this was such a cool, like it's such cool imagery for Batman to do something like this. I don't know if it would work in a live action film, but I, I love it for this. I think it's, it, it could come off a little cheesy, but I think it's really cool. Yeah. I thought sort of the EpiPen style. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Good pull there, Brendan. I didn't even think of EpiPens. From memory, he has them kind of like strapped all over his body too. For the, yeah, that for the it, almost like like belts everywhere and yeah, like Rambo yeah. bullets. <laughs> very, <laughs> very Rob Liefeld. Very Rambo. <laughs> yeah, Rob Liefeld. So has Vicky become more of a through line in the show, Brandon? I, I honestly can't remember. No, like this is the only time you see her. That's so strange. Yeah, that is. So was there a love interest in the show? I don't think so, actually. Ah, uh, good old suiting up montage. Mm-hmm. Key to a Batman movie. Yeah. No butt shot, though. <laughs> I mean... Why bother at that point? <laughs> if you're not going to show the bat butt, why bother? That would have pushed it to PG-13, I guess. <laughs> even in even in animated, the U, the United States is a little difficult with that kind of stuff. Prudish. You can show all the blood you want as long as it's not red, but you cannot show Batman's butt. The blood wedding.
Vicky Vampire Veil. Mrs. Dracula. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I forgot mm-hmm. about this. Which takes the trope and puts a new little twist on it. Mm, he just wants Vicky to essentially be the vessel. Right. Yeah. Which also adds to the kind of more mature themes of this movie. Yeah. The way they've got sort of the thing above where Vicky is with the chains and stuff, it's actually kind of a bit Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. You don't see a lot of the Batmobile in this movie you just got a, a good sh- uh, kind of a glimpse of it there but yeah from memory it, the batmobile was pretty cool too for this show i think this is the first one because mm-hmm. there are two i only ever remember the first one i can't remember what the second, the one looks second like. one's a bit more streamlined hmm. I just always remember the really cool animation of him in the car in the theme, uh, the title sequence. Yes. Which was done by The Edge from U2. Mm-hmm. Well, again, for the first couple of seasons, they changed it for the latter ones. Not for the better either. No, in my that, was, that was in terms of the improvement of the later seasons. The theme song was not for the improvement. It was It was a shame they changed it. Yeah, I don't even remember the theme song for the later seasons because the the first two seasons, it's it's like it's, it's actually very reminiscent of the '60s theme, to be honest. The second one. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Is. Oh. The first one, the first one that the Edge did is very kind of like dark and mystic sounding, and it's very it really suited the show. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it's just a heavy guitar. I actually used it for my uh, ringtone for my work phone because <laughs> I like the sound of it. It's not as early 2000s as Batman Beyond's theme, but yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. She's all good now. It's the lady from the start. Oh, yeah. From the first, from the opening scene. Yeah, so I don't think anyone truly dies in the film. That's why they get away with that. Pretty sure Dracula does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Dracula eats it's it. It's okay to kill a villain. Nobody cares when the villain is killed. I reckon that's a cool, like, the way they're all strapped to Batman. That's cool. I, I don't know if they ever did an action figure for this, but... <laughs> actually, when I when I ordered this um, from overseas, it was actually one of those packs that you guys get all the time. So it came with the DVD and then two little figurines of Batman and Dracula. Oh, really? Yeah. This is one I actually don't own physically. Which is strange, because I I really do love this movie. Garlic smoke bombs are pretty cool. How Batman's that? Just, like, coming in and out of the Mm -hmm. the shadows, like the smoke? This is a very quick Batman. He is, yeah. It also does which, which what was a trope of cartoons back then, sort of like the flashes and then like just the still shot. 
Mm-hmm. Right in the forehead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't think that's how EpiPens work, but it looks pretty cool. <laughs> one left it's great that he had just the right amount that is true he counted every he he's batman he planned <laughs> and that's i mean that's kind of how you get away from the convenience of having just one left it's oh it's batman calculations yep he took his home he did his homework he knew everything <laughs> that was affected he's like oh mate from the dark knight he's good at calculation exactly I'm glad you went with that. That's where I was going. <laughs> Alfred's like, should you make a couple extra? He's like, no, Alfred, I do not need to. Waste not, want not. <laughs> My daughter is flipping out because she wants to play down in the basement. If you hear her screaming, that's why. <laughs> I had to mute myself for a second because she came down here to talk to me. I like that. I do like it. How oh, go hypnotize. ahead. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Dracula's got sort of the hypnotic powers. That's where I was going there, and it's a callback from earlier in the movie. I'm glad they didn't do the, the trope of, oh, well, no human can overcome it, but I'm Batman, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, which would have been badass. It it would have been, but still. Oh, blood running down the screen. We can go back to young Bruce. And this is something else I can't remember if it's ever shown in the series. I, from memory, it's not. Kind of the death of the Waynes. Yeah, I could, I could be wrong. Again, I said it's been a while, but and it's very similar to Batman the Animated Series, where the Mask of the Phantasm touched on his parents' murder and stuff, but they never really did on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, they did they... It on a couple episodes, like the Great Ghost episode. I think they did. This is cool. How is Batman in his nightmare picking up the pearls? Mm-hmm. of Martha, but in real life it was the the antidote. The vampire EpiPen. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula's pissed. So, of course, we have the final big battle. Which is never a bad thing. No. I'm just trying to remember it. Does it... I think it ends up concluding in the Batcave. Hmm. That's how I remembered it, yeah. I think somehow he gets into the Batcave. Well, we've still got about ten minutes, so... I might be misremembering, I'm not sure. Oh, maybe the calculations weren't right. He gets cut across his um, logo quite a few times in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. 
this this fight here is done really well where he's Batman is barely dodging these blows. Mm. <laughs> I was born cool in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> no need to see you, Batman. I can smell your blood. That's something else in this show too. Like the bat wave is a thing. Um, again, it's a convenient plot device, but it's instead of the um, the bat signal, essentially. Mm-hmm. Did they ever if, use the signal? I can't remember. But even um, like even the bat wave logo is very much kind of the sixties Batman. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of the logo from the the Batmobile. Yes. Yeah. Even with the red coloring and everything, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a nice little nod. That's right. He kind of goes through the... The catacombs here. Yeah, the catacombs of Gotham. But that's what was cool about the show, was it did its own thing, but it still had nods to previous things. And they weren't ashamed to do things the same, either. They weren't going mm-hmm. out of their way to be different. They they did things differently, but still were like, okay you know, still being respectful of the source material and being, you know, mm. okay, copying too. Like, I mean, Batman, the animated series worked. They weren't going out of their way to not be it. Like, did you guys remember how they brought in Harley? I don't. That I She's, do not remember. She was kind of like a Dr. Phil. Like she had a, she was oh, a, she had a talk show. Yeah. She had a talk show. She was a celebrity like talk show host. That's right. I really need to go back and revisit the show. I vaguely remember that, but I don't remember her turning. If I have my way, you'll be able to do it episode by episode on Holy Batcast once we finish (laughs) Batman Beyond. (laughs) Well, I voted for the Batman in that poll, just so you know. I think I voted for Batman 66 because I wanted an excuse to go back and watch that episode by episode. (laughs) thing is, Batman 66, it will take years to get through, and it's so much homework because each episode's two parts. Mm. But if you're going animated series, like not including the Justice League stuff, if you're just going Batman, chronologically, the the next one up. It's next, yeah. Yeah. Man, this fight goes on for longer than I remember. Really, it really is a target on his chest. Hey, no other part of his costume is ripped up. But the mm-hmm. logo is t- copping up, beating. It's doing the what it's intended. Oh, there we go. You guys were right. Oh, looks like everything's... That was, a, that was a nice misdirect there where it looked like it was Batman coming out of the yeah. smoke. But it was Dracula, Dracula holding him. him. The throat. Well, there would have been a good reason to, to have a new Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. I'll use your cape as a dinner napkin. Jeez, there's some good lines in this. Mm-hmm. So Penguin is kind of under suggestion from Dracula. 
still at this point, I'm thinking, right? Mm. Uh, I think so, yeah. Because he's Actually, kind of he's kind of Renfield in this. Yeah, I think he's more he's more hypnotized than right, you know, than was turned. I don't think I ever realized that because I'm not up on the, you know, I was never on to the the vampire tropes when I first saw this. Mm-hmm. But I think I just I think I just always assumed there's hey, the gold, whatever. Oh, so there was gold. That's I couldn't remember that detail. He was looking in the wrong tomb. So funny for a show that's had like a movie that's had so much blood in it, how Batman's cut and scraped across his logo. There's no blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, badass Alfred. With a crossbow this time, which is pretty yeah. cool. I'm so used to seeing Alfred with a shotgun. I will say the subtitles are great, but when it keeps saying squirting across the screen, that's a little disconcerting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, get your mind out of the gutter, Brendan. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> Listen, I don't know how things go over there on Holy Back. <laughs> you won't need to bleep anything out. Oh, I know. It's all in your window. Although it would be fitting if you were the first one on here to have to, <laughs> <laughs> to have to be edited. It's kind of cool, like how the the cure doesn't work on him. Like it's mm-hmm. this is cool. The he's about to say is the Prince of Darkness, <laughs> rise and shine. <laughs> yeah, it's it does have one-liners for everybody. Mm-hmm. But they're not they're not like, quips though. Like yeah, they're not yeah quippy or cheesy. Oh, they're they're fitting. It's so cool. I forgot this bit too. Like how the the sunlight's there, but Batman's providing a shadow for him. Oh yeah, that's that's great image there with him opening his cape. Mm-hmm. Kind of Keaton. Yep, he just yep then moves out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bang. Pretty gruesome death too. But he's already dead, so it's okay. And I how Batman just has to finish him off. <laughs> yeah, he just. <laughs> I shall sweep that into the dustbin straight away. (laughs) Alfred's great. There you go. He's got the red eye. Mm -hmm. But now Dracula's dead, so it's wearing off. (laughs) He's he's lost. But he's found the money. Just in time to go back to Arkham. <laughs> I forgot how the the victims were called the lost ones. Yeah, I didn't remember that detail either. I wonder if that's a little nod to the lost boys. Could be. Which Joe just watched for the first time recently. Same here, actually. It was very 80s. We'll just say that. <laughs> That's an understatement. I was, uh, 
I think it's a movie you have to have seen in the 80s for the first time. Well, I didn't see it in the 80s for the first time. Well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe you just have to be a little younger then. <laughs> the scariest part for me was the saxophone play, which I didn't expect going in. <laughs> that was startling. <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of stuff in that movie that was like, where did this come from? I tell you what, there's a lot in that movie where it's like, I, yep, this, I can see why Joel Schumacher's Batman movies look the way that they did. <laughs> you got to have your stereotypical oh, ending movie. shot. Yeah. Ending uh, to a Batman animated movie. Standing on a rooftop with the cape billowing. Yep. That's a cool one in Gotham. All yeah, it is. It should be in Gotham again. Yes, Dracula is defeated. And there we are. The end of the film. Well, nice. So this uh, this was really fun. So before we wrap up, though, I want to get uh, kind of some, some thoughts on the film. So, Brendan, you're our guest. Go first. Give us some, some final thoughts on the Batman versus Dracula. Um, it's a yearly watch. Every year I put it in. I'm kind of like you guys. I forget how bloody and violent it is. It always sort of takes me by surprise every year, which mm-hmm. by now it shouldn't because I've been watching it yearly for at least five or six years now, every October. Um, it's just a really cool movie. It's something that hasn't been done before in animation. It's something that hasn't been done since in animation. Um, you know, if 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 you're like me and a lot of the guys in the Real Fans group who love watching certain things um around certain holidays and events and everything like it's batman versus dracula has definitely got you covered for for halloween it's i mean yes batman the long halloween has halloween in the title but it's not strictly a halloween movie you know um Mm -hmm. i mean you know again this isn't set at halloween i think they mention halloween at, at one point in the movie like a halloween costume store but it's very much a, if you want to watch a Batman movie at Halloween, I can't think of a better one to reach for. Like, it's just, it ticks all the boxes. It's it's dark. It's it's scary in parts. Um, you know, like we've said many times, like, very bloody, quite violent. Um, but it's also one that you could watch with, a, you know, with a younger, a younger audience. So definitely worth your time. If you've never watched the animated series that it's based on, uh, and you want a starting point, just chuck it on. Like, you don't need to have seen the series to get anything more or less out of it. Um, and if it, if you like it, definitely check out the series. Because, like I said, I'm always a, a cheerleader for it. It's a bloody great show. And it's a lot of people, it's just, it amazes me how people forget that this thing ran for, like, four seasons. And people sort of go from Batman Beyond to Brave and the Bold. It's like, no, there's a whole other series in there that's really awesome that you you need to check out. Five seasons, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah mm-hmm. you need to, that you need to check out. Like, do yourself a favor and, and definitely give it some time because it's worth it. Nice. I, I I agree. It's a this movie is a very good jumping on point for the show. Actually. Um. What about you, Joe? Some closing thoughts on the Batman versus Dracula. Everything Brendan just said, uh, yeah, it's a yearly watch for me. I think for the last few years, I've kind of just had it on in the background. Um, this is the first time in a few years I've sat down and actually watched it and really, oh, the old DC Comics logo, that was cool to see. Um, 
Yeah, it's the first time I really sat down and like paid attention throughout the whole, you know, 90 minutes or so. And yeah, it's it's a really fun Halloween movie. I, I do agree, Brendan. I, I This would be a priority for me for Halloween over the long Halloween. I do, you know, Grundy's Night from the show is a great Halloween episode. That's, I think, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it definitely is. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, I actually like watching Gotham by Gaslight for uh, for Halloween. I think that can kind of work for that. But yeah, this one is definitely the best. Uh, you know, I mean, it's Batman and Dracula. What more can you ask for for a Halloween movie? And yeah, it's it's a bloody, bloody mess sometimes and some some really dark imagery. But it is still just a Batman movie. And to to add Dracula to a Batman movie, it's just very fitting. It's very fitting for for Halloween. It's very fitting, really, at any time. But yeah, any any excuse to have a holiday viewing of anything Batman is is a pleasure because I it, I love having excuses to fit Batman into my holiday viewings, whether it be Halloween, Christmas, anything. So yeah, uh, highly recommend it. Like Brendan said too, you've never seen the show before. Watch this. It's a great. Um, gateway to the show that's how i found the show and you will not be disappointed by watching this and then jumping right into the show yeah i i couldn't agree more with both of you guys um i think we touched on the parallels that are obvious between dracula and batman and it honestly surprises me that it took up until 2005 for somebody to put that into animation um but honestly i'm I'm a little glad they did because the group of people who made this did it very well. I think they knocked it out of the park. Um, it's a it's a beautiful movie to look at. The animation is great, and it's moody and atmospheric and absolutely perfect for Halloween viewing. And just like you guys, it's one that I watch every year and one that I look forward to. So, yeah, um, three very glowing opinions on a film that we all think you should check out if you haven't seen it. But um, if you haven't, I don't know why you listen to a commentary on it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. If, if I agree with uh, Brendan and Joe. If you haven't seen this series, give it a chance. Um, it's I think it's extremely underrated. And honestly, so far as a film, I mean, when everybody talks about their their favorite and uh, Batman animated films, I feel like this one never gets love. But it's a very, very good one. It's just unfortunately in company with things like Under the Red Hood and Mask of the Phantasm and things like that. But it's it's so worth the watch, and especially if you're looking for something for some spooky season viewing. But that is going to uh, kind of do it for our commentary episode of The Batman versus Dracula. But thank you guys so much for joining me. I really had, had a good time with this. Um, Brendan, thank you for coming on for your first time. And, no worries, uh, man. Anytime. I'm happy to come back. It's a really good show you put together. I like listening to it. Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, um, we kind of told everybody at the beginning, but tell everybody out there where they can find you, you know, all your different endeavors. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lowy007. Um, you can find my podcast, The Nightlight, um, at thenightlight.podbean.com or on Twitter at nightlightpod. Night spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, as in Dark Knight. Um, and you can also hear me on Holy Backcast. Um, yeah, I'm around and in the Real Fans group. Very, very nice. And what about you, Joe? Where can people find you online? 
Well, first, I want to say uh, thank you, Brendan. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to you. We've talked before, but I think this is our first time doing a podcast together. I know we've definitely, uh, you know, chatted a bunch of times, but I, it was really nice to finally record with you. So, oh, wow. thank you. I did not realize that. Look at that, yeah, bringing I, people I, together. I, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jforn11 and Facebook as Joe Forno. Nice. And as for myself, you can find my personal accounts on uh, Instagram and Twitter at mecarter89. That's M-E-Carter89. The show is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. Once again, if you'd like to send us an email, you can do that at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. If you would take a moment out of your day to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, that really helps out the show. It helps us gain exposure and Right now, if you listen to the bumper at the beginning of this show, then you will know that it will also get you an entry into our TFR holiday giveaway. So make sure you you get into that. Um, but until next time, thank you for joining us. Happy Halloween. Be safe. And remember, until we talk to you again, keep that back signal lit and pointing skyward. Batman was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with AT&T, Warner Brothers, or DC Comics. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are solely theirs and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening.